Hi, and thanks for tuning in to My Adventures at Home Brewing. I'm Dan Matthews, and come along with me as we talk about things for new home brewers, from gadgets to how we got started to, I don't know, all the mistakes we make along the way. So come along for the ride and have a beer or two along the way. So hey, everybody. Dan here once again. Thank you so much for joining us on my adventures in home brewing. Uh, today I'm kind of cool and fortunate to have one of my friends online. Uh, this is Ryan Perry. How's it going, Ryan? It's going. How are you? Good, man. So uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about home brew clubs. You and I are part of one here in Ottawa called the Mob, the members of Parliament. So before we kick into the subject, first things first, I'd like to say thank you to all my subscribers and also those who are listening along the way. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or whatever it is you use for your podcast platforms. And you can also find us on anchor.fm, which is the, the system we use to host our podcast overall. Um, if you could leave us a review uh, at the bottom on any of those platforms that you have to let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, or if you just want to say hi, that'd be great to know. So Ryan, before we kick off onto the subject, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, um, are we talking just brewing or in general here? Both. All right. Um, so I am a, uh, my background's in education. I've been in the, uh, the public school systems in different functions for, for several years. Um, I got my start in brewing because of my background in science. So I, I Try to talk about both of them at the same time because I think brewing is the most I've used my actual university degree uh, since I got it, uh, since I've been teaching uh, some science at, at a different level for, for quite, quite a few years. Uh, but I started brewing uh, back when I was in North Bay. Uh, I was making wine back then. Uh, because that was kind of, I, I know a lot of brewers start off with wine and then kind of move on to beer after that because wine's a little bit more forgiving, a little bit easier. Uh, and I met someone at the brew shop in North Bay that kind of gave me a, a start on on brewing. He gave me a few cans of extract that, uh, that you know, were past date but were still good. He said, you know, try this out, try this recipe, see what you think. It made, you know, drinkable beer. And that's kind of what got me going in, in the brewing front. I think that was in probably 2014, 2015, around there. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's how I got into brewing. I've been doing it ever since, uh, you know, collecting gear like every other brewer and, and trying to tweak things. Um, and that's, that's the, the brewing background. Um, I mean, work brought me to the Ottawa area a few years back, and uh, that's when I kind of discovered the mob. I had heard about them beforehand uh, because I, there were some members in North Bay that were part of the mob as well. But, uh, but yeah, so that, that's what got me into, into brewing. Oh, cool. So let's delve into what we're talking about today, homebrew clubs and how they help us out as new brewers. You know, I'm relatively new to the scene. Uh, getting into it and I've been to one shootout the mob has hosted which was really mm -hmm. cool for my first experience but how does one go about finding the homebrew homebrew club that's right for them so I think a lot of homebrew clubs are regional I think that's the biggest thing I don't know that there are a ton of of clubs within one region because it is a fairly uh, a fairly tight knit group of hobbyists that all kind of share 
that one similar interest. So you have people from different walks of life for sure, but everyone's kind of united on the brewing front and it is something that's that's fairly rare. You don't need a lot of people just walking down the road that introduce themselves and say, oh, and by the way, I make beer in my basement. Like it's not it's not a common uh, a common hobby to have, more so now than say 15 years ago, but it's still not super common. So I think a lot of clubs are, are regional and if you're part of the club, it's your part of the club in this area because geographically it makes sense that's how you're going to meet more brewers face to face and and online uh, when I was in North Bay I didn't know that there was a brew club I didn't know that you could make beer in your basement either that was that was all news to me um, and then when I got into brewing when I when I met the, one of the members that worked who worked at the local homebrew shop that was just kind of starting to stock beer ingredients because this again was still in the era of, of wine more than beer uh, he introduced me to a Facebook page that was the North Bay Homebrewers Club. And one of the members on the, in that club had a similar background to mine, and I just kind of got in with them. But there weren't really options. There wasn't really a choice to say, well, I want this club or this club. So I, I, don't, um, I don't know that, the, that choosing based on, on different interests makes as much sense as just you find the one that's closest to you, you jump on and there'll be people that you get along with and people that you don't like any other social setting. And that's, and they just kind of roll with that. Okay. So I know the mob is not your typical club. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if one becomes part of the mob, what can they expect? I know for me, I was a little caught a little bit, on the caught off guard in the sense that um, I guess I was kind of expecting structure, a little bit of like monthly meetings, get togethers and things like that. But most of all right now, what I'm finding it's it's all online. There's very little uh, hosting or getting together. So I think that there's a few factors that play with that. I mean, obviously the, um, the online ecosystem that we're living in right now because of, of world events means that there's not a lot of meeting. But uh, I mean, I've been, I've been in the mob since 2017, since I moved here. Um, I'm going to say that most of the time that I've gotten into a room with people is either at the one annual gathering that takes place in, uh, in June uh, that didn't take place this year, but that normally takes place in June, as well as like these the occasional shootout, the occasional uh, meeting because we all want to share beer. I think what happens more often is uh, the subgroups, because Ottawa is not small population or geographically. So the mob is split off into a lot of subgroups as well. Uh, so I mean, everyone on the East End has their group. Everyone in Canada has their, and on the West End has their group. Uh, Gatineau-Elmer has their group. The Central uh, mobsters have their group. And all of that allows for a lot more, um, a lot more discussion and a lot more meeting up because not everyone can get to the other side of town on a Wednesday at six o'clock. It's just, it's not always an option. Okay. So how do homebrew clubs actually help new brewers out? I know uh, it's a little intimidating when you're a new guy and you come to a homebrew club and you think you've made a pretty cool beer, you're excited for it, but you've got a lot of experienced guys here in the homebrew game and you're a little nervous about sharing your beer. Like, How does being new to the club help you? Well, I mean, one of the biggest things that I found with the um, with the mob with members of parliament is you can post a question and it's it's an email list right so I mean everything gets threaded into emails uh, it's not a discussion board or a forum it's not moderated so you're going to get 
opinions and answers from anyone and everyone who wants to give an opinion or an answer. Uh, so it, it kind of develops two things. It develops a little bit of critical thinking because you can kind of sort through the, okay, I'm not going to go with that, I'm going to go with that. There's Because you get a lot of different walks of life. You get a lot of different people with different levels of experience and different types of equipment that are going to bring in, uh, that are going to bring some advice to the table as well. Uh, so it really helps you um, kind of figure out what advice you're going to actually be able to use because the advice that's given is is vast and is very far-reaching and you kind of have to learn to tweak that advice and use it for your system and your process. Uh, the other thing that's great about homebrew clubs is that, um, like I said, there's this wealth of experience. There are people that have been doing this hobby for decades right, and that have seen different systems and have seen different processes. Uh, not to say that Doing it for a really long time necessarily means that you are professional at it and that you, you make the best and your advice is the end all and be all, but it, it should still be taken seriously because you've got so many years of, of experience um, in which you can kind of base your advice on. So I think that that, that kind of grouping of, of advice is really helpful for someone new. The only thing that's tricky is when you're new and you've got kind of a club of people that have known each other for a long time, it can be kind of hard to break in and, uh, and become kind of part of that, uh, that core group. Because like it or not, whether it's done by design or by accident, when people have known each other for a long time, you have inside jokes, you have stories, you have history, and you can't kind of just show up and, and be part of that history, right? It's kind of builds from when you showed up. So that part's a little bit tricky. If you're an introvert, it's going to be harder, but it's, it's the same thing for any social setting, right? Mm. Absolutely. Um, so what are some really cool do's and don'ts about being in the club? Uh, so do definitely, uh, ask questions. Um, I know that at some point, uh, there, there are some conversations that, that revolve around, well, I didn't want to ask this cause you know, this is probably a dumb question or everyone's discussed this before. Just ask your questions. Uh, if it's been discussed before, someone might say, oh, this again, but there will also be answers that uh, that are helpful. So I mean, don't hesitate asking questions. That's that's the biggest part of it. Uh, and try not to get the big don't is trying to get too um, emotionally involved because there is it is an online platform, which means that you're not face to face. And like any other online platform, be it social media or a forum or anything like that. Um, you don't get that feedback of actually seeing how someone reacts to what you're saying. And I, I feel like that's, that's a, an interesting disconnect and it might lead people to act in a way or, or say things in a way that they may not say in person and it could come off as, as abrasive or, um, or a too direct or insulting. And that's not even really the intention. That's just the way it's interpreted. So it's, you know, you take, you take the advice that's useful and you, um, you can kind of put aside the, the things that you can't necessarily put in, put in play in your process. But, um, you know, that's the, it's, it's like any other social setting, right? You, you find the people that you get along with, you find the, uh, the opinions that you value, and you, you kind of run with it. Okay. So, as a new, look, I know me as a new guy, I admit it was intimidating when I came to the shootout, because uh, like, like you said, there's a lot of inside jokes, a lot of people know each other, mm -hmm. and it's... It does get intimidating, but it's, it's as soon as you break that ice, I found that people become more welcoming, and 
they start talking to you more they ask you but as long as you're willing to listen i find um it goes a lot farther than just trying to muscle your way in and and, and, and talk beer it's better to listen to the guys who are there because you'll learn something by saying okay i know it all and right. i mean i'm pretty sure you've seen your fair share of that i mean i've seen it i've i've participated in it before as well i mean it's it's easy for little things to get to your head uh as well uh, i think it, it comes back to the old uh are you listening or are you waiting for your turn to talk right i mean there's Every, everyone in the room, whether it be a virtual room or, or the physical room, has this shared experience. So right there, the ice is broken, right? Because everyone knows that no matter what, no matter, no matter what background you've got, you've got this one piece of common ground that you'll be able to discuss. Yeah. Now, some people in those settings are going to want to discuss how good they are at it, and some are going to want to discuss how they experiment and how they learn things, right? And, and you, you quickly learn uh, who's going to be in what, um, in what camp. Uh, I mean, I was lucky enough to have, have won a competition very, very early in my tenure in the mob, and that you know, got me talking to some people that I may not have had broken the ice with before because of that, because of that, that very public thing. Um, but I, I can see how quickly it can turn into, Oh yeah, well my recipe is this and it won this and this and this. Right. And, and that can be an intimidating kind of entry point for someone new as well. Uh, so I mean, I, it's like any other social setting, right? It's, it's, it's like any other, any other group. When you, when you present yourself into a group, uh, you kind of choose how you're going to jump in there. And like I said, there's going to be people, people that you get along with and people that you don't. Okay. And there's going to be you know, personalities that you get along with and personalities that you don't. And it's not, it's not your fault or their fault. It's just a compatibility issue, right? We're all people, even though we have this one thing that, that we all have in common. Okay. Um how do clubs uh, interact with the community? I mean, I, I've seen, um, at least I've heard online, at least in the States, there are some clubs that are actually very active in their communities. They uh, go and do stuff and things like that. Um, if someone was looking for a club that had a, an active presence and things like that in the community and all that, um, how do you do that? Do you, do you go online? Do you look up all the clubs? Do you go to an association? Uh, do you go to your local homebrew store and ask them about the clubs? Or So I think there's a lot of different ways of going about that one. Uh, I know that uh, with the mob specifically, uh, there is some community involvement. There is some community involvement on the like within the craft beer community, if, if I can use that, that term, uh, especially with the, uh, the Oktoberfest presence and the, uh, the promotion of home brewing as a hobby within that, uh, within that forum. Uh, so that, that's a, a fairly big one. But there are also a lot of members that will post different, um, I'm trying to, to think of the right word, but different causes for which they'll give time, money, effort, whatever. And they'll post this in an off-topic board. So if it's not necessarily beer-related, uh, a lot of messages are filtered out into a kind of a secondary list where a discussion can be not about beer and can be about 
different things. So, I mean, there, I know that there are uh, some active coaches on the list. There are some uh, some people that give a lot of time to uh, uh, to scouts. Uh, there, so, there, there are a lot of uh, a lot of causes that are represented within that community. I don't know that a lot of these members use their affiliation with the mob as part of those those other affiliations. I think it's, I'm a member of this and also I do this, and not necessarily as the homebrew club, let's all go and work on, on this project or, or this thing. Maybe in the past, but since I've been there, I haven't really seen that. That doesn't mean it doesn't happen, I just, I just haven't necessarily seen it. So I, I don't really know how to answer the question because I don't know that I've seen examples of that. Even when I was in North Bay, uh, there wasn't any of that. We would meet, uh, maybe someone would brew on their system while we were meeting, we would compare some beer, and that would be the end of the meeting. Everything was very homebrew-centric. So I, I don't know about the community involvement thing. I know that it is something that, that exists, uh, but I haven't seen that model uh, in the time that I've been in clubs. Okay. So tell us more about uh, the mob, especially for those of us that are here in Ottawa. I know that some of us, uh, like I, I've mentioned that, oh, I'm a part of a club. What's the club? And I say, oh, the mob. And like, never heard of it. Mm -hmm. So tell, me, tell us a little bit more about the mob. So I, I mean, I've only been a member for three years. Uh, I haven't been there. I, I'm a relative newbie compared to uh, some of the guys that have been on the list since its inception. Uh, but it's uh, it's essentially just a, it's a community setting where you you ask questions and discuss beer. So if I give an example, I'll uh, I'll just open up. I've got the uh, the list open right now. So here is, here are some of the most recent discussions um, as of today. Uh, so every time someone subscribes, there's a notification where you know everyone kind of welcomes someone new to the thread. They say, you know, what's your experience? What brought you to the mob? What do you brew on? What styles do you like? Uh, and then if I go down the list, uh, there is you know, let's say a, a thread about what's everyone drinking on Friday and everyone kind of talks about, are they drinking, you know, commercial craft beer? Are they drinking uh, something out of their own fermenters? Like, well, what's everyone enjoying on, on this Friday or this Saturday? Uh, there are threads about sales, people giving gear away, uh, where to find different pieces of equipment. Uh, there's different bits of news, uh, like the, the Prime Minister being at a, a local brewery. So there's all kinds of, of different, uh, different things like that. There are also different opportunities to get in on uh, purchases where a large volume of things are bought and you can take advantage of, uh, of bulk pricing. So for things like hops, things like grains, uh, even sometimes equipment. So that, like, that is going over the first, I'd say, 15 threads that are that are in the mailing list right now so that's that's kind of the when i got into when i got into the mob one of the big things that i wanted was to kind of get an idea of, of how to perfect my uh, my process and how to do a, a better job at, at brewing and you know what, what equipment should i get now that i'm working on indoors versus outdoor brewing things like that so it's very good for uh for advice and for to, to find people that have a similar situation to yours, so you can kind of mimic how, how their process works. So that's that's kind of the, a lot of the discussions that are on the mob kind of revolve around that kind of thing. How does one find the mob? I mean, it's it's not obviously out there advertising, but how do you find it? So the Members of Parliament isn't a forum. It's really yeah, an email mailing list. And 
that is actually a, a topic of conversation fairly often on uh, on the main list. Um, I'm just going to pull up the the site here so I can give a, a proper um, a, a proper plug. So the because it's a mailing list, uh, essentially what you do is your address is added to the main uh, the main list server. And I, I don't totally understand how uh, how it works on a tech standpoint. That's not my uh, that's not my background. But you essentially receive an email every time someone posts a new topic and every time someone responds to a topic. So one of the really important things when you do want to join is to set up some filter system so that you don't end up, or set up a, a separate email account so that you don't end up with these hundreds sometimes of emails per day that just show up in your, in your mailbox. Uh, so essentially all you do is you visit the website lists.barleyman.ca and you enter in your email address, and you provide a little uh, a little paragraph about why you want to subscribe, and uh, it goes through the the main moderator who kind of pushes it through, and then that becomes your your welcome email. So that begins what you type out becomes what everyone sees the first time uh, the first time someone joins, and then people ask questions based on that. So, the, the, for instance, some people join because they've never brewed before and want to learn how. Some people have been doing it for years but never were never part of a group. Uh, some have ideas on uh, on how to bring different products to the homebrew scale and, and jump in to, uh, uh, to get advice or to, to get opinions on that. There are a lot of different reasons people join the, um, the mob. But that's, that's how you do it, is you jump on lists.barleyman.ca and it will bring you to a, uh, a sign-up sheet where you can enter in your email and become part of the list. Are there educational portions that the mob runs or, uh, or, or clubs in, gen in general run? Do, like, do they usually have like, guest speakers come in? Do they have like, uh, learn to brew days or anything else like that? Uh, most of the education is done on the list itself. Uh, I know that there are a lot of invitations when someone is fairly new to the game. Uh, there are a lot of invitations to come and participate um, on a brew day. So for instance, when I'll give a personal example because it's the, the best uh, the best story I can give. Um, back when the kind of brew in a can systems became more popular with products like with the Brazilla and the Grainfather and things like that, um, I had jumped on board on one of those because it suited my needs. And they became quite popular after that uh, because different versions came out at, at different price points. And when someone was asking questions about, well, should I buy the system? Will it do what I need? I would have someone over during a brew day and they could see how the process works on a system like that. So that's kind of uh, an example of how the education works. Are there forums or are there like formal situations where a guest speaker comes in? I haven't experienced that. That doesn't mean it's never happened, but I've never experienced it. I also know that at, um, at Big Strange Brew, which is the uh, the June meeting every year, uh, they, a lot of mobsters, mob members, will bring their equipment and, and all kind of brew together in this, um, in this field where people camp for the weekend. So that's a, a great sample size too if you want to see how different people brew. Some brewing on electric, some brewing on propane or natural gas systems. Uh, there are usually two or three dozen different taps running with everyone's uh, with everyone's brew. Uh, so there's no shortage of beer. So you can also taste 
it's not just about the process it's also about the product right so that you can also taste different uh, different creations so there is an education element there but it, it's a little bit more informal uh, it's not so much this is the day that the seminar is happening everyone show up and a lot more hey I'm brewing who wants to come check out the process a little bit less nowadays with uh, everyone being uh, stuck in their houses but uh, once upon a time that was definitely uh, something that happened do the clubs work with each other? Like, do they, like, say, members of Parliament and the Montrealers down in Montreal, do they work in conjunction on times with things? Or do they talk to each other? Do clubs in general just do their own thing? I don't have any first-hand experience on that, but I know that there are, uh, there are people that have, that are members to multiple clubs. If by association or having lived in a different area and maintaining a contact, there are a lot of different reasons why. Uh, so there are some partnerships that take place. Um, I, I, like I said, I have not participated in anything direct, but uh, there are definitely uh, people that can answer that question better, better than I can uh, because there is some overlap. And uh, when it comes competition time, a lot of different clubs will, um, will kind of support each other when it comes time for for competitions because clubs usually run competitions as well. Um, and usually there's a, one big annual one uh, per club is what I've seen uh, in the past. So for instance, um, uh, GTA Brews down, uh, down in, in Southern Ontario will often send up a lot, of, uh, a lot of bottles to the competition here and vice versa. Uh, they'll organize things so that, uh, so that entries are a little bit more accessible. So there is a little bit of partnership there. People know each other. Uh, again, it's, it's not a hobby that has a ton of, of people that partake. So it, it is something that is a little bit more niche and that makes, uh, that makes it a little bit easier to, uh, to branch out. And you know, everyone kind of knows everyone in, in some of these situations, especially those that have been in the game for a long time. Okay. Well, that's pretty much the topics. So we're going on a little off topic a little bit. So what are you working on now for beer? Uh, right now, I've got uh, I've got three taps on the go. Uh, is what I usually have at home. Um, lately, I've been doing a lot of here's a growler because I can't have anybody in the basement uh, to to sample the beer. So I've been uh, I've been giving some growlers out. But uh, right now, on the go, I've been playing around with a um, a new yeast called Thames Valley Two. Uh, which is a, a British yeast that uh, drops like a rock, so it leads to really, really clear beer. So I've made three, my, all three beers that I have on tap right now, an IPA, an English bitter, and a stout, are all made with the same yeast, and they are phenomenal. Um, I wouldn't suggest trying to make something light and crispy with it because it is English, and it does leave some, some little fruity notes, but it's, it's excellent in a lot of styles. So I've been playing around with that. Uh, I've got nothing bubbling right now. I just did a transfer last night, so I guess I'm due for uh, a brew day. Thinking maybe I'll do something uh, light and crispy, something kind of lagerish with one of those new fast fermenting, tasteless quake strains that are that are out there. I'll see if we can't experiment with that. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing a kvike as well, but uh, there's a few other things I need to maybe pick up along the way. Maybe a CO2 cylinder here or there. We'll see. Yeah, the uh, the suppliers are going to run low because. Uh, Going out to buy them is getting a little bit trickier every time. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So, Ryan, I got to say thanks a lot for being on the show. Greatly appreciate it, my friend. We have to get together eventually and do a brew together. Absolutely, absolutely. So thanks ready. for having me on. I might not be the, uh, the, the best authority on, uh, on brew clubs. I've been part of a few, but only for a couple of years here and there. But uh, 
hopefully there'll be some some comments that that help answer the questions that I couldn't. Absolutely. So again, Ryan, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll see you soon, brother. All right. Thanks a lot, then. Take care. So I'd like to say thank you to Ryan Perry for coming on today's show and talking to us about homebrew clubs. So I hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, leave me a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, on Anchor.fm, or wherever it is that you find my podcast. Leave us a review. It helps me uh, change what needs to be fixed and what I'm doing right as well. And if you look at your podcast every now and then, there's a little button that says uh, voicemail. You can leave me a voice recording too if you'd like, if if you want to talk to me instead, instead of uh, typing it out. So thanks again, folks. Greatly appreciate it. And, you know, thanks for coming along for the ride on my homebrew adventures and having a beer or two along the way.